What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another show. In today's show, it is a workout Wednesday, and I'm talking about pain-free exercise, how to lift weights without hurting your joints, without getting getting in a point where you're really in pain and struggling and, and where you're actually decreasing your quality of life because what we're all about here at Fitness, Food, and Freedom is helping your quality of life improve and making sure that you are actually performing and functioning and being a better human and not just getting some external result um, that that doesn't improve your life, right? That maybe just improves how you look or improves a certain aspect of your body. Instead, I want to help you realize how you're feeling internally and really help you and really help you develop that 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 strength and help develop that that integrity in your joints and that energy and that overall health that we're after, right? So that's what today's show is all about. Thank you for joining me for the podcast. If you want an example of a training program that I like to write and that I do, head over to triplefpodcast.com slash hybrid. That is a free training program, three months long that I put together for you guys. Free download, just head over there. I'll link that in the description of the podcast. And let's get down to the episode episode 216 I do believe which is a workout Wednesday about pain-free lifting lifting for life welcome to the fitness food and freedom podcast keep listening for some awesome advice on health motivation and becoming a better version of yourself be sure to tune in every week for motivation Monday workout Wednesday and foodie Friday behind the mic today your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today's show coming up a little bit later here on Wednesday, um, but I'm sitting here upstairs in my house on my couch recording this episode, all relaxed and and happy to be to be talking to you guys today and happy that you're joining me. So thank you for the support and for joining me for another show. Um, today's show, as I mentioned on Monday, is kind of extension number one of the question that I started answering on Monday. So I got this question which dove into a few different areas of fitness. And the first one was kind of mindset-based, right? And, and and talking about time and talking about getting in shape and talking about the choices that you need to make in that process. That's what I talked about on Monday, but uh, Wednesday, today's show, is all about workouts and exercise, of course, which was part two of this question. So there is diet stuff I'm going to get to on Friday, but for now, I'm going to answer more of the workout portion of this question and, and talk more about the fitness aspect, which specifically was... Uh, specifically was training in a way that that promotes feeling good right and that and that doesn't promote pain that actually makes your joint pain maybe better or in 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 this person's case how do you work around having a lot of pain in the different joints the wrists the elbows the shoulders the knees the back right all these different areas just wear and tear over the years how do you train properly and how do you train in an efficient and smart way and train the way you're supposed to train the way that i talk about how are you supposed to do that if your joint health and your joint pain is an issue right and that's a good question because it's 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 pretty hard 
to do what someone prescribes if everything that you do that they prescribe hurts, right? And I, I totally realize that and I understand that. Uh, this answer might not necessarily be uh, what you think it might be, right? I'm not going to give you the tips and the tricks. I'm not going to give you the the different hacks you can do because those are in other episodes and in, in the show. And I mean, quickly just to review them, I guess, would be try things like wraps and sleeves and things that help, help your joint integrity and help that stability. I would be to focus on focus on the right exercise selection which I'll get into a little bit in this podcast but there are some other things some supplementation you can do that will help your joints turmeric things like that that really do a lot of wonders for a lot of people uh, but I'm not really going to touch on that I'm going to talk more about workout structure and really how you should program your workouts and how you should focus your energy because I'm talking about you know training I'm talking about resistance training doing cardio just getting in good shape overall and a fit individual but how do you actually tailor that and program for yourself if your joints are an issue? Uh, I guess step number one of that, just to dive right in, would be the proper exercise selection, which I just mentioned. Uh, you don't want to do exercises that are super, uh, let's say, taxing on your joints and especially on your spine. Okay, So I, I am a big fan of the big compound lifts, right? Basically, all of the programming I do for anybody involves compound exercises, which basically means you're using more than one body part to do the exercise, right? Which is going to be things like overhead presses, chin-ups, dips. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be squats. It's going to be deadlifts. It's going to be front squats. It's going to be straight leg deadlifts and lots of variations of these lifts. Uh, but the problem that comes about with these kinds of exercises are actually that you end up putting a lot of stress on the joint, which can feel not so good, right? And and something to be addressed is that these compound exercises, these big exercises aren't the starting point for people. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong in their training and where a lot of people take other people's advice without a grain of salt, right? So even though you're hearing me talking about how I love deadlifts and that they're a great exercise and probably one of my favorites, I wouldn't take anybody off the street and I for sure wouldn't take anybody who hasn't trained before and who has a lot of joint pain. I wouldn't throw them right in to do a deadlift and a heavy deadlift at that, right? Instead, it's going to be working up over time with variations. And I think that's the main point of, of this first point of mine in, in pain-free lifting and in increasing how you increasing the quality of life that you're getting from training and how you train uh, to be focused on that quality of life. It's it's going to be to see these compound exercises as end goals and not necessarily the must-haves, right? So maybe you can't do a, a proper overhead press right now because when you hold a bar, you know, you press it over your head, you have kind of messed up shoulders and maybe a stiff upper back and you can't get that bar actually right over your head right or even behind your head instead you're going to be pressing out in front of you and it's going to bother your shoulders and you're going to feel that pain right if you lack the scapular control it's not going to be very easy if you lack the flexibility the and the mobility to do this it's not going to be very easy and if you have some shoulder pain it's going to really aggravate that because that's a big lift that's involving a lot of power from those areas and a lot of a lot of tension in those different areas uh, so instead i'm probably going to start you off on something that's a lot more joint friendly it might be a a one hand overhead kettlebell walk or something like that where you're just practicing having your hand over your head for a little bit 
right? And you're just walking. You might be only a 20 pound kettlebell, but it's going to be locked out overhead. You're going to do basically what would look like a farmer's walk, walking back and forth with that thing over your head. It's really going to work your shoulders. It's going to tire you out, but it's not going to involve the, the complicated movement of the press, right? Which is really where a lot of people go wrong. Maybe from there, we're going to transition over to something like a, a seated uh, dumbbell press overhead. And you're going to use a neutral grip, so you're saving your shoulders even more. You're going to be pressing those dumbbells, and you're going to you're going to use that variation for quite a, for quite a while. Actually, maybe you eventually go to standing, and then eventually, maybe down the line, if you're ready, you might not ever get there. But if you're ready, you can do the standing overhead barbell press. But this, you're going to find variations along the way that do the job just as well. You're going to notice that these big lifts are awesome, but these big lifts aren't aren't the end-all, be-all, right? I think a lot of times we focus so hard in training on these big barbell lifts, and you guys are hearing my advice talking about using a barbell and dumbbells, and you have to do this lift and this lift, and these are the best lifts for this. I think we we get that kind of advice all the time and we take that as it's the only way and that's what I have to do to get in the shape that I want to be in. But in reality, our bodies are awesome, right? Our bodies are awesome and we can do a lot of different things. And one part of that is going through movements. And an overhead press, the reason it works is because you're going through the motion of an overhead press, right? You're getting your hand over your head when it's normally not. It's not that there's magic in holding a barbell in front of you. It's not that picking up uh, a bar in front of your shins and a deadlift is, is, is superior to something like a trap bar deadlift or a hack squat or um, even a kettlebell clean or something like that, right? It's not that it's superior. It's just that it maybe is the most efficient way to load and it's a good way to track progress, right? There's a lot of different ways to get the main movers. So in your programming Focus on the right exercises, but think about the movements. Don't think about the actual exercises. So if you're someone out there, if you're the person asked this question, or if you're anybody who's struggling with pain and struggling with a lot of joint issues in your training, and you hear me say, you know, do do pull-ups. Well, if I say do pull-ups, maybe your elbows hurt like crazy when you do pull-ups. So pull-ups won't be for you. Instead, maybe you focus on inverted rows on gymnastic rings or inverted rows on straps. You know, maybe you eventually can start going to um, the chin-up bar and doing some underhand chin-ups, close grip, and you, you're able to lower yourself slowly and you eventually can work up to that variation that I talk about. But it's important to kind of reverse engineer and find more joint-friendly options. And I can for sure help you guys with that if you want. Um, as always, you can reach out to me, triplefpodcast.com slash contact. But I guess some of my favorites would probably be the straight leg deadlift instead of the normal deadlift, right? Because you're still training that hip hinge. You can go pretty heavy, but you're not you're not really seeing mobility as a limiting factor as much as a deadlift. Uh, that's one variation for a deadlift I like. For a squat, I'm going to say a goblet dumbbell or kettlebell box squat is really great and I mean you can go really heavy you can hold that one dumbbell right on your chest Uh, it's not going to bother anything in your upper body because you're not having your hands behind you your shoulders externally rotated everything's in front of you which is going to be completely pain-free you're going to squat onto a box which is limiting the range of motion just a little bit so you don't really have to worry about knee pain and then you're going to really teach yourself to use your hips as you go up so i like the goblet box squat for that uh, for say a bench press alternative um, i really like just a ring push-up or a 
TRX strap push-up. Those are really challenging. You can weight those push-ups. You, you are able to keep a neutral wrist, which means it's not bending flat. Like if you're doing a push-up on a ground, your hands are on the rings and you're able to, to press. And it's a really challenging movement. You're challenging the stability, the form breakdown, and you're really challenging those same muscles as the bench press. You're able to get really strong and really gain a lot of good muscle that way without having to do a certain exercise. Um, you know, maybe it's the overhead press. I already mentioned that little transition. Maybe you just start with a carry. Maybe then you do a press. Maybe it's a handstand, but you are able to kind of work with various variations. So find something for you that doesn't hurt, right? It's like that old joke. Uh, the man walks into the doctor's office and said, hey, doctor, it hurts. It hurts when I it hurts when I do this. And then the doctor basically says, well, then stop doing that, right? That's the prescription. Um, so it's, it's, it's similar to that an exercise, right? If it hurts to overhead press, if it hurts to squat, if it hurts to deadlift, make sure you're doing it right, yeah, but maybe you just need to back off and do a different variation. They aren't, they aren't mandatory exercises, and I think that's something that's been coming across in the fitness industry as wrong. I mean, we see people in videos, we hear podcasts, we read blogs, and the, they say the best exercises are these, right? And the exercises you have to do for this goal are these. And, well... That might be true that they work the best, but that doesn't mean they work for you. So find something that works for you and train in that smart way. And I think that kind of leads me to point number two for your training longevity. And this is something I have talked about before. It's something that is really important. And actually, this is something I just got done with this interview last night um, at, at the on headquarters. And one, one thing we really talked about a lot was this overall concept of time, especially in fitness. You know, as a, as a young guy... I totally get it that you have set short-term goals, right? You have these blinders on and you want to get to a certain goal in a certain amount of time, right? You want to do a six-week program, a 12-week program. You have a year to get to look this way. You have till next summer to look a certain way. And boy, if I could go back and just focus on the right things through all those times where I thought I had some kind of end goal that I never really met, but I had that end goal timeline, which is totally arbitrary in mind, right? If I could go back and just erase that timeline and tell my younger self, look, it the time doesn't matter. Focus on doing things the right way. You have a lot of time. You have a whole life ahead of you, right? When you're 24, like you might be 14 right now and you wanna, you wanna look great with your shirt off, but hey, when you're 24, you know, you'd be way better off instead of focusing on on trying to do something for every summer or look a certain way in eight weeks or 12 weeks or for a certain event, you'd be better off focusing on 10 years of smart progression through exercise, getting very strong, very efficient at a lot of different things and learning your body and moving super well, right? If you can move super well and you learn your body and you get really strong at a lot of different movements and you're able to do those movements for 10 years, day in, day out, you're going to be in a totally different place in two, three, four, five, ten 10 years from now, right? But I think a lot of times on fitness, we keep this short-term perspective. We say, you know, I, I want to look different and I want it now. It's a microwave mentality, right? You want to you want this instant gratification. Instead, we need to kind of focus on that slow roast, right? That crock pot mentality. I'm, I, I think I'm just hungry. I haven't had my dinner yet. But we want to, we want to focus on something that, that, you know, doesn't just. If you put, I'm, I'm going to totally use this mentality. If you have chicken and you put it in the microwave and you just blast it 
by the time it cooks, it is going to be very, very rubbery and hard, right? Not very good chicken. But if you take the time and let it slow cook for 10 hours, you are going to have really, really good tender chicken. And I totally think the same thing's true in fitness. If you get my metaphor and if you kind of get the stretch I'm making is that if you actually take the time and you're willing to plan ahead and let things, you know, quote unquote, slow cook for a while in your fitness and actually take things slow, learn your body, learn the movements, get better, get stronger, and focus on the right things over a long period of time, you're going to have a way better result than if you just focus on the short term all the time. Um, and I mean, it starts simpler than you think, right? You you know, why, why do you feel the pressure to dive right into the hardest exercises, to dive right into the high volume workouts, to dive right into training like you think you have to to get a result? Instead, go for a walk for three weeks. Right. If you can go for a walk every day for three weeks, you better believe you're going to be healthier relative to where you are right now and if, if you haven't been doing anything. If you're starting weight training, maybe you stick to body weight for a year. It sounds crazy, right? And it sounds like something barely anybody ever does. But if you learn to move your body through space, learn that kinesthetic awareness, learn to go through these ranges of motion, these full ranges of motion, and you're and you're able to get really good at these movements, you're going to have a way easier time in the weight room and probably less pain as well. And the same thing goes in the weight room, right? If you are focusing on just building the max amount of strength, putting five pounds on the bar every single week, well, it might work for a while, but are you actually setting yourself up for success 10 years down the road or only focused on 10 weeks down the road, right? Are you so focused on this short-term program you have that you're not thinking about how you'll feel when you're 35 or 65 or 85? You want to really prepare for the future and use fitness as a tool in your in your overall life to a belt to make your life more enjoyable down the road. And I guess that's kind of the rant that I'm going on today is use full ranges of motion, perfect your form, get strong in those movements, learn your body, move your body through space and get really, really good at exercise. And I guarantee you that you won't have pain, right? Your pain is probably coming from doing exercise incorrectly or not doing exercise at all. And both of things can be solved by backing things way off and starting exercise over in the proper way with this long-term goal in mind. So instead of focusing on these big exercises you think you have to do, instead of diving headfirst to the weight room, you know maybe you focus on moving your body through a full range of motion in, in bodyweight exercises first. Maybe you just hang from a bar, sit in a squat, and go for a walk every day. You'd be in a way better place. Your joints would feel better. Your, your energy would be better, and you'd definitely be more fit than you are if you're not doing nothing right now, okay? So... Moral of the story, I guess, is that this long term is super important. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's something I think hardly anybody thinks about, right? Reflect on yourself right now. Even if you're not the person to ask this question, you're not someone who's worried about their training. Reflect on this a little bit tonight. If you are if you are focusing on your training, you probably have a goal of some kind in mind. And you probably have some kind of timeline on that goal. So just ask yourself, why do I have a timeline on that goal? Why do I want to be in the best shape of my life next summer? Right? Why don't I focus more on doing things so I feel even better next summer than I do this summer? Right? And I look better, but maybe I'm setting myself up for success 20 years down the road. I think a lot of times we lose sight of that long-term game in fitness. I 
those are really the philosophical tips that are the the principle of all training without pain, right? You're doing things in a smart and intelligent way. You're focusing on the right things. I'm not saying ignore exercise. I'm just saying ease into it. I'm saying focus on doing everything properly. Get a coach, get a trainer if you have to, to make sure you're doing every exercise correctly and using the correct variations. I can help you with that if you need to, just reach out. Uh, But I think that is the fundamental of pain-free exercise is doing the things that don't hurt and then working up to the things that once hurt you, but doing it over a long, long period of time, not being rushed, but putting in the work regardless. Workout Wednesday. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I kind of got off on a little tangent about the long term and about what you should focus on in your fitness. Hopefully that's all right. I really like this topic a lot. I think it's something that a lot of people miss. Uh, I talked about this a lot with Coach John Wolf, who is down at the Onnit headquarters. That that interview will be dropping next week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. You'll get that interview downloaded automatically if you do subscribe. You can even uh, have some kind of notification and download it automatically for you. Uh, so pretty cool. Go ahead and download and review the podcast if you would. That would mean a lot as well. You can do that all on iTunes or your podcast app. Uh, thanks for joining me, and good luck with your training, everybody. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.